gonna say I don't have an ego and getting a bronze in best entertainment for myself was quite quite a proud moment that I wrote about this in an essay for my Christmas assessment because that's what creative writing you can do Hi, I'm Erin Velak, and I've made it my mission to interview the members of the University of Nottingham's student radio station, URN. Join me to uncover how our members got into student radio, what they're listening to in their free time, and their most iconic pieces of clothing that might make you recognise them as you're walking around campus. I want to know who they are when the mics aren't live, so let's find out. This is Off Air with URN. So I'm here with Jack Napton, who is our famed head of station. Hello. So as I say, you're head of station. You, I am. You dabble in the daytime. Is it daytime or are you technically an afternoon? I am after dark, but I mean... Do you have a history of daytime? Uh, only, I mean, I've guested on quite a number of shows. Uh, I went on Holly and Emily's show quite a lot last year. I've yeah. been on Emily and Jenny's show this year. I've been on the Izzy and Izzy show a few times, but I've never had my own daytime show. I forget your show, because you were part of Indie Versus last yes. year. Yes, well, for, the, for my... First and second year, it was just Indie Versus. Then it was the pre-ocean show and Indie Versus in my third year. And then obviously Izzy graduated. Um, so now it's just the pre-ocean show with Hull. I will say you're the first person I've had on this podcast whose uh, URN experience predates mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> um, even people like Hunter joined in her second year when I was in my first year. Yeah. I joined off the bat. So just just an interesting thing well that does make me sound odd. in fact if you there's only i think two other people that you could do that with i think emily and holly and i think that'd holly, be it yeah yeah wow how does that feel <laughs> it, it feels like i'm part of a really privileged and exclusive club but it also reminds me that i am one of the oldest in the station <laughs> which isn't always the best remi- but you know there's nothing wrong with it true there, there are people older than you um if you ever listen to Eco Frenzy, you will know that Georgia is old and ancient and we remind her every day. Excellent. So at least you're not having old jokes. This is true. Yeah, I haven't had many of them. And it's because I'm so youthful in energy. Mm, you're young at heart. Yeah, well, I, I'm only 22. <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> old, no. So how did you get into radio? Did you come into uni with the intention of student media, student radio, or did it fall upon your lap? Uh, I came into uni with the intention that I the societies that I was going to focus on were sport, I went to two taster sessions in my first week. I went to handball, which I did really enjoy. I didn't really have a reason for not going back other than I went to squash as well. And I, I, I used to play squash to a fairly decent level. So I went, I got to the second round of the trials and immediately thought, okay, I can, you know, be a part of this team. Um, and the handball team was really still very new. So I was like, I can do this. I have never played a game for university in either squash or handball. But uh, so I wasn't that, I was like, I was like a reserve for the yeah. for the like proper team. So I used to go to the team's training sessions. Um, not that much because I decided that I liked going out quite a lot. But but yeah, but I never never played a game. Um, but I got into radio, well, specifically URN. My mum had always told me way before uh, anything, and before coming to uni or anything like that, she was like, I think you'd be good on the radio. Part of me now doesn't know whether she was telling me I was too ugly for TV <laughs> or if she was uh, or if she just meant because I like to talk a lot yeah it's just obviously you've done a load of podcasts with all of members of URN we all like to talk a lot that is that is the common thing I do keep saying is I, I went I thought it'd be easy to interview members of URN because we all like the sound of our own voices very much so and I caveat that with even if you don't like the actual sound of your voice, you like the sound of you speaking. Yes, very you like true. To talk and Excellent. be the one talking. Very, very philosophical analogy <laughs> of you there. But um, so when I came to uni, my degree was my undergrad degree was English with creative writing. I wanted to be a script writer for film or TV. Okay. Um, so I suppose not, you know, not miles away. You weren't too far away. You started in sort of maybe general media. Yeah, but sphere like social media and this kind of mine was all more fictional and behind the scenes kind of stuff never in a million years thought that I would be presenting or or head no definitely not head of station (laughs) but um Izzy Felton who I've already spoke about my indie versus co-host she was in my tutor group she lived just around the the block around the corner from me in Broadgate and she was uh in all of my lessons in first year and most in second and third as well and we were walking back to Broadgate from a, I think it was like a 9am lecture one day. So we hadn't talked that much on the way in because we yeah. were tired. And we were walking back and she went, I've got this uh, this demo. I can't remember if she said demo or audition, don't matter, um, for the radio later. And 
we'd, we'd established that we had a similar interest in music. Izzy used to go a lot more in depth than I did, but similar sort of, we liked indie music. You know, Arctic Monkeys was the first song we tried to play, even though we broke the station for 45 <laughs> minutes. But um, So she was like, but I'm going to bottle this. I'm going to bottle this demo. I don't want to do it. I'm like, I'm, I'm scared. It is scary. It was, but I, well, no, I'm really overconfident. Like I know it's, Sometimes I'm too overconfident as well. Um, if I if I think I have a little bit of skill in it, I won't say it out loud because I don't want to fall on my own. Like I don't want to yeah, make yeah. myself look stupid if I then end up not being that good. But but, but internally, but like, I can do this. I can do. Yeah, I don't. I don't doubt myself. <laughs> which sounds arrogant, but no, no. I'd say that's like a confidence. I think it's arrogance when you're saying it out loud to yeah. everyone else. But if you're just like, you know what? I can I've do tried it. a lot of things and I've been okay or at least good at a lot yeah. of things. Might as well try more. I know I will I will outwardly tell you the things that I'm bad at. Um <laughs> but that's not what this is about. So we're not going to that. But um but I was like so I said to Izzy and I thought it would be easy with Izzy because we we had quite a good rapport anyway, not that we'd ever done it on air before, and we were good at uh, just chatting a load of rubbish to each other. So I was like let's do it. I think it would be be fun. I'll do it with you. She said to keep you doing it. And then, yeah, Indie versus three years, I think our Instagram, I don't know, because recently everyone's social media at URN has gone massive. People have blown up, people are doing TikToks every day, and they're really good and they're really entertaining. But I think a lot for a lot of time before, more recently, when we sort of heard from some professional people come in on our media days and whatever, um, I think mine and Izzy was one of the uh, best Instagrams. But that was all down to Izzy because we would do our polls every, because it was Indie versus we do indie versus a different genre every week and we would put polls up. So there was always an element of direct engagement. We didn't have to do anything like specifically, we didn't have to come up with a new game or anything. To try and get people involved. Because yeah. the whole thing was a competition. So it was like, it, it, it was innate that you had to vote somehow and we had to have a winner. Was it an idea that you two came up with yourselves or was it a pre-existing? No, pre-existing? Izzy had it when we were going for the demo and I just... But it was something that she created then. Yes, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Izzy yeah. was the one that came up with it. Um... But like I say, she was going to bottle it and then... But it was good. I felt like... Because well, there was a couple of times when I had to do one on my own or Izzy had to do one on my own or throughout COVID where only one of us, despite the fact that during COVID we were housemates, um, one, only one of us could come into the studio. It felt like you were doing it on your own. And you felt like you were arguing against yourself. Yes. If you were, so having... You having, go a little insane, don't you? Yeah. So having two people, because it is sort of basically an argument-based thing, was useful. Um, so yeah. And then that was three years. It was great fun. It was brilliant. We did some interviews. Izzy did a lot of interviews, actually. Um, but we had a real laugh. I think we always used to say that we didn't feel like we were that specialist music. And then we entered the SRAs um, for entertainment because we didn't think we went in-depth enough about music. Yeah. And one of our comments was, this isn't an entertainment entry. This is a specialist music entry. You two are just idiots. Or like, <laughs> in, yeah, in a yeah. nice way, like, you're funny, so you think it's entertainment, but it's not. It's a specialist. So, yeah. So, But it was it was great fun. Um it was lovely having a co-host. It was so weird starting the pre-ocean show on my own. Obviously, I've got Holly with me now doing it. Um, but starting the pre-ocean show on my own was... I, the entire show, Izzy was listening as well. I was just going through, am I doing all right? That's I kept yeah, repeating yeah. it in a, I'm sure, way that didn't sound too repetitive. But it did to some people because Izzy and I think Em and Holly and uh, Regan, obviously, is ex-URN members yeah, that we're yeah. talking about here as well um, and Regan and Dom were messaging him like you're doing fine stop asking, stop asking <laughs> yeah. if it's okay. Izzy especially put some expletives that I won't repeat on a URN <laughs> podcast it, it got me started and I fell in love with it so yeah that's good well clearly it was something that was maybe not necessarily on your radar but it was on your mum's radar yes honestly <laughs> mums know these things yeah, they, they really do. do or it was and you were even kind of in the sphere anyway so just figuring out what it was that you actually liked and I will say I remember seeing the Indie Versus account and everything and being like, that's cool, I like that. And I was always like, that's a good idea. And I kind of was like, I wish I'd come up with a cool idea. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? You go like, well, that looks like so much fun. And I used to enjoy, I'd vote on the, vote on the polls every so often when I felt like I knew Yeah, something. when you knew you know enough, it. yeah. Um, no, it was good fun. And to be fair though, a lot of, we had some really cool graphics, but they were like, I didn't make any of them. <laughs> Izzy made, I, I made one for our last show, mm-hmm. which was Indie versus, it was an Indie versus Civil War. So I just took the poster from Captain America Civil War. That's a good one. And though. put mine and Izzy's face on it. And then a load of uh, indie artists that we like each. Yeah. And then uh, that, that was on there. But Izzy did all of the graphics and stuff. I am not artistically inclined <laughs> in that way whatsoever. So would you say now, 
that you're still a more specialist show because technically all the shows you have done have been after dark but I always think of you as more of a potentially more of a daytime host in your sort of character and your nature yeah I mean the pre-ocean show everyone describes it as the most daytime of after dark shows and that's real I mean if you've heard the ocean playlist it is daytime it is extremely daytime and I agree and to be fair I don't I talk about the only sort of specialist kind of presenting I do when I'm on there I mean me and Izzy obviously used to have to talk about indie music a little bit um yes we weren't exactly experts on all of the other genres we did, so it was a bit more difficult. We did a bit of research, but um, but I, I never, I only ever talk about the songs that I'm playing in a sense of the effect it'll have on your night or like a memory it might trigger. It's a lot more daytime presenting. It's personal anecdotes. It's game. Well, I mean, again, innately there has to be games because we give away tickets, so there has to be. There has to be a, some sort of involvement or getting people. Yeah, into exactly. It. So. It really is. And then having Holly there, we do... Holly's Holly's had this segment on every single one of her shows that she's done. So she started with... I don't. I feel like I'm ruining Holly's opportunity to do a podcast. Um, but Holly started with George and then was Emily, both daytime shows, and then come to me. But every single show she's carried through um, Chikatita, Tell Me What's Wrong, mm. from the uh, the Abbott song. Is it called Chikatita? I think so. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Um but I know the one you're talking about. But so it's like an agony aunt thing. So she still does that as well. So it is really more daytimey stuff. Um, but that's because doing it like a super in-depth music thing, even though it is an after dark slot, it has to be that slot because that's when Ocean is. Yeah. Or that's just before when Ocean is. But also, it, it just it just wouldn't work. People would be like, I'm trying to get ready for my night out, and I don't, I don't want this. Yeah. yeah. So we because we, we do hope that um, I think a few people do maybe mainly you are runners but put us on four pre's and i enjoy it yeah, yeah we've i've done that before. and i think a lot of people well not a lot of people that might be overselling it a little bit but people that have previously won tickets now put it on because even if they've got tickets they might decide that they still want to win and flog theirs or whatever yeah or you know there's one listener in particular shout out willow leary i've never met the guy <laughs> which makes it even cooler but he's a serial ticket winner maybe he's just unorganized and doesn't buy his own tickets or maybe he just knows he's gonna keep winning true he's very good at the games we play um he uh in fact yeah because he's won on both kind of game as well so we i used to do when i was on my own learn your lyrics i read a lyric and people had to tell me the song but now me and holly do the age-old question which we ask about like the year someone was born or the year something came out yeah. or how who's a the youngest bit of music trivia yeah um so yeah so he's really good at that so shout out will o'leary <laughs> he might never hear this but um so yeah so but i i know that he was he's been listening before but not trying to win tickets which is it's nice it's it's it's, it's a good feeling it's isn't a good it? feeling i feel it's, it's a, a i feel a little bit famous it feeds the ego nicely yeah well i mean speaking of being famous we have to mention famously you were voted to be a beanock hello this is editing erin i just want to make a quick note here a beanock stands for biggest name on campus so it's kind of who's the most famous person on campus that everyone's heard of and we do a lovely big vote for it every year didn't <sighs> quite win it i hate to i hate to bring it up no yeah i didn't sore subject but listen joe paternoster didn't win it either and he is he is definitely exactly everybody i don't even him. know who won in the end no, do you know what? It wasn't even like, I think it was like a second year. And I was like, how can it be a second no. year? You've not been here long enough. I remember though, I was on that page, I was refreshing. And I think I figured if I went in incognito mode, it would count the vote again. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I was like, I, I want a URN. I want Jack to win this. <laughs> Thanks. I thought you were going to tell me you voted for Joe. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I, I think I'd met him a couple times at that point, but we weren't friends or anything. So I was like, doesn't need a vote. Jack needs it. It's a big win for the, not just you for the station. For the station, yeah. And also, it's nice if I know the Beanock. Yeah. Oh well, thanks. Yeah. I and suppose. there were actually a couple of people I knew who were on the list who are acquaintances yeah. of mine, but no. I think it was my girlfriend that put me forward for that um, because she found it when I showed her it and said, "I'm going to put um, Dom, not your Dom, um, yeah. Dom Allen, um, another ex you who we've actually already mentioned. Um, I put him forward for it because I was like, he's a massive Beanock. Everybody knows Dom. <laughs> so I put him in. Um, but he he never got like further so nominated. So I don't know what the maybe criteria was. Maybe you more than one. Yeah, me, I don't know. But then um, my question would be, I'm pretty, cause like I say, I'm pretty sure Ash, my girlfriend, was the one that put me in. But, but do you reckon she would have got other people to put you in? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I feel like yeah, they would have brought it up by now, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah, true. Because if she'd asked like Emily or Holly or something, they would have gone, hey, Jack, guess what? I yeah. did this. But... Oh, still, it was a big moment. Yeah, oh, would, honestly, would it was an honour. It was an absolute honour. Would you say it was your proudest moment of your life? Because this is actually a question I ask everyone, their proudest moment, and I just feel like now is the time to ask it. 
I normally save it for the end, but... Um, I don't know. Is it up there? It was... Or was it just like one of those weird things that was just kind of funny? Yeah, I think it was more a weird thing that was just kind of funny because, because like I say, in my opinion, Dom, I mean, I know that like me and Em have the unique position of we've been like management for URN for mm. two years, which is, is not some not an opportunity many people get. But um, in my opinion, I, I wasn't one. I knew people through people. Yes. And so I didn't count myself as one. Like I knew quite a lot of people that friend, were friends with Dom, but they would probably go, oh, I know Jack. He's friends with Dom. And yes. I would go, I know them. They're friends with Dom or Izzy or whoever. So I... I felt like that that's why I put him forward because I felt like everyone would go oh yeah I know them because I know yeah yeah Dom. like I my friend from home um I didn't figure we didn't figure this out for like a good year in uh, no like maybe about seven months into first year we realized that we'd both become really good friends with Dom. Oh, I keep saying fun. his name over and over but we'd become really good friends with the same guy he'd lived in the same hall and played football with him I, I knew him from the radio and we were like oh we didn't even realize we just- so yeah um so yeah so no it was weird but I don't think it was necessarily proud because I don't think I... Ha- I don't really feel like I did anything to earn it, so... Uh, yeah, you don't really put yourself forward or anything like no. that. So it's not like necessarily you were that involved in no, it. No, yeah. Other than just being yourself. True. Yeah. Very, yes. So so what would you say has been your proudest achievement so far? Proudest achievement? Um, oh, there's been... I mean, I've graduated. So that that, that was... Was that a quiet And bit, that was though? in doubt for a time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was... I didn't think I would be especially since I knew I was carrying on for a master's, I didn't know if I f- would feel as proud mm. on the day, but I did. Um, it was really nice. And it was nice celebrating with like all the people that I'd had stressful course line dead work days yes. with dead work days, deadline, course work deadline there days. Go. There we go. Um, obviously winning best station at the 2021. Was that, that right? Yes, 2021, yes, 2021 SRAs, 30th anniversary as well, which is pretty cool. Was was really, really special it was a really special moment um but that was obviously under flora and catherine even though em and i were running the station at that point um that was still flora and catherine's achievement really they'd put the entry together they were the one that had led You're us still through proud COVID. Of the station as but a whole, i was there yeah. and like i'd sort of inherited the station after them with them um so that was really proud honestly and i i didn't even have that much involvement in putting the entry together i know i did a lot of coverage for varsity last year but seeing your Dom yeah. win Varsity, it was it was. I mean, you can look at the pictures. I'm like, I I cried. Yeah, you sobbed. Um, I cried a lot. It was honestly those videos. I I've, that I was really proud. But I don't know if I was. I was proud of all of us because Varsity is such a huge commitment for the station. Mm. And it and literally last year, it felt like there wasn't anybody that hadn't done something for Varsity, or uh, yeah. Um, and I know I went to a lot of events myself, but. Um, I definitely felt yeah. like a win for this. As much as it was a win for Dom, um, it was a win for the station. Yeah, just absolutely. Just because of the massive involvement. And it was just, it was so nice. And it's also that kind of being proud of the work you put into it, being proud of the work he put into it. Yeah, and it, I you think... You saw him around that time. He was stressed out. Yeah, it? oh, my days, yeah. I mean, we obviously had all the tech issues as well, and it was just heartbreaking for him. But then and to be rewarded with saying, no, you persevered, and it was... And has he told you about the drama with the entry, even? Oh, yeah, because he lost it all, didn't he? Because um, did Joe Banks edit it? So you were in Luxembourg, isn't we that right? We were in Luxembourg yeah. together, and I realised suddenly the, our flight was two hours earlier than I thought. I'd got my 15s and my 17s, three and five o'clock. No, it was so, so doable. I did it's, that today, in fact. I, I read yeah. 15, and I thought it was three, um, five o'clock, and then I just went we need to leave right now. <laughs> and he thought he had another couple hours and he was on track to finish it on time. And then he went to save it, his laptop, you know, when Audacity sometimes just shuts yeah. and it deleted the audio. So then he was like, right, I'm calling Joe Banks. So we got Joe on the phone, sent him all of the stuff we wanted because he'd pretty much finished it. He yeah. knew all the bits he wanted, but we had to run to the airport. Very, very stressful. And it was all submitted just about on time. Because yes. I'm, I'm guessing you got sent so, the yeah. entry just before it got submitted. Yeah, we didn't listen to it or anything. Um, in fact, what we were I was talking to Joe all that day. Um, and obviously I was on FaceTime to Emily most of that yes. day. Um, for anyone that's listening that maybe isn't a URN member, the SRA process is, at least at URN, yeah, is that we set an initial deadline, uh, the two the two station, the station manager and the deputy station manager, and then we feed back on that and then you have until the official deadline to submit a bettered version. Now, quite a lot of them didn't need a lot of editing really after initial um, 
initial things because people people tend to think about it for quite a while and you know they do put the effort in there were a few people that uh, messaged me 10 minutes before the deadline saying when's the deadline and i was like well i'm not helping you're you. not gonna make it yeah in time, no. um dom had messaged me i think i called him a week before very straight i think it was while i, I think because i remember speaking to you like for a brief second in the background i think yeah. it was while he was in luxembourg um and i uh he was like i'm quite stressed i was like don't worry it'll be fine just chill out just you'll be you'll do it faster than you'll think you'll do it yeah um and then on the day phone calls with both joe and dom <laughs> and i was like okay it was also there was all the other entries yeah to so done. yeah so then it, um, i mean to us, it did not help he was meeting my family for the first time and felt obligated to spend time with them yeah and he i mean also absolutely wanted to have a I mean, holiday yeah yeah exactly i mean priorities as well like as, as <laughs> yeah. much as we all care about winning some nice awards for our for our radio stuff you know you've got to live a life as well but um so yeah and then once everyone either if they're comfortable submitting on their own then we let people submit on their own but a lot of people didn't know how so they would send them to m and i it was mainly i was sort of doing a lot of checking again and making sure that everything was and then i would pass it over to m because m had done the actual the actual forms and she stuff. was the final submitter she she was the one pressing submit definitely yeah um so yeah, but that varsity win, I, I, that was a that that whole night actually, and I don't know if it's because that was at mine, mine and M's first time as station management going to the awards event. Mm. Um, it was, even though we hadn't been well, I mean, I got my personal nomination, but um, we hadn't been nominated for best station. Your personal nomination, your personal win. My yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I, that see that I was going to say that's probably well, you've kind of jumped the gun here. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing like, I mean, Ella's awards, multiple awards. Um, I don't even know if Emma and I can really take any credit for them. But still, as station manager, you feel proud. April did so well. All of the nominations did so well. And obviously, I made those two probably in any other environment, really cringeworthy speeches. But when we arrived at the SRAs and just as we were leaving after we'd all been soaked, like that, that was... a true reflection of how proud of I was of everyone just also even watching people like network after I was like watching people go from one person to another I was like oh, you, you go go on get it um so that was definitely up there but then I, I probably do have to um because you know I'm not gonna say I don't have an ego and getting a bronze in best entertainment for myself was quite quite a proud moment for me I was yes. so happy for you Thank I'll be you. honest I don't know if I kind of clocked that you were nominated for that category but I remember sitting down and like looking at the program because to be fair we did get quite a few nominations I couldn't remember everyone's but I remember looking at the program and I was like Jack oh my goodness yeah Jack got nominated and I was like fingers crossed yeah I know it was it was mad the the suspense when you're there on that evening <laughs> but every time honestly I kind of the the categories where you've not got a nomination from your station kind of a relief because you're kind yes. of like oh I need a break I just need a minute and then, and then you're like who's this random people cool good yeah to well Let's done I'm proud you, you guys are great but the the tension like oh. that vast because the, the scream that I let out when we when, <laughs> when whenever we got a gold even when it was Ella which is a more individual thing really yes. like but when's Varsity especially, the scream I let out, it was like from my gut, I stood up. Obviously, like on other tables, I think um, people stood up and celebrated and glasses were knocked off and stuff. I, and uh, Ava and I stood up, started crying, had the biggest hug, and then Holly stood up to be like, are you guys okay? And like glasses went Yeah, We smashed a couple just because. Of, but it wasn't it, like in a... in a Malicious way. It was just... It was just, a, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that entire night was just yeah. absolutely incredible but well, yeah. when i get dumb on we'll rehash this all yes lovely yeah you can tell him how complimentary i, I was do. he'll love it he yeah he's in the middle of doing varsity stuff right now yes for NSTV, of course which can't mention them no we can mention of it. course we can We're our cousin friends. our cousins across the hall they are they are like cousins aren't yeah. they? it's quite it's quite sweet we have like a nice little media zone that we've created but back more about you more about me but as we did say you did get your so kind of that sort of night will will class the night of sra's as one of my proudest moments yeah i was gonna go on to talking a little bit about music if you don't mind yeah that's fine just a little bit just a little we mentioned earlier obviously you are technically an after darker technically yeah and actually before i ask any more music questions i will say do you think you are an after dark stereotype because there is a stereotype or do you think you maybe fall into other stereotypes or would you refute the after dark stereotype? Uh, of the shackets. Oh, I'm not refuting the, that. I'm the, not refuting. The there deep, is a massive the deep um, music interest. In no, I'm not refuting that. 
at all. There definitely is an after dark. And I, I do own a few shackets, it has to be said. I know, scandalous. Well, no, it makes sense. You are, I you am are an part after dark, of your story. But stereotype. I feel like I I sit on... I don't feel like I am a stereotype because I sit like on the fence between daytime and after dark. I obviously do a bit of sport as well, but I don't feel like in terms of my personality or... For example, seeing as we've just talked about fashion, the way I dress, yeah. I don't feel like that sits within sport very much, even though actually the, yeah, I've done as much sport as... As daytime. And as, yeah, as day, I've done loads more sport than daytime, in fact. But yeah, I would say I sit between I'd say you're, you're nice and chatty and kind of generally optimistic. I, I do find that you're ten tend to be when you're in this office you're like in a good mood ready for a chat with whoever comes in the door and i feel like that's a very daytime yeah it is a daytime attitude personality trait um i'm also not a music snob so (laughs) yes that is the other thing looking at you jake long no i'm joking (laughs) actually do you know what he's not that bad actually he's quite open to we did have a a good a good chat about music snobbery and they were like i don't quite fall into that because I'm willing to listen to what other people yeah. have and take it on board. And I was like, that is a very fair point. Um, but talking about kind of music a bit more generally, obviously you like indie music. We've already discussed I do. that. I and do you indeed. mentioned earlier you've done some interviews. Who do you say has been one of your favourite interviews that you've done? So actually Jake and I did, um, we have we have a podcast, Plug Time, for another podcast, which only has, which doesn't actually have its first, it has an introductory episode out, doesn't have its first episode out, even though it was ready in October. Um because of just uh, it's getting there it's getting it's ready it's edited um i just we need to get back in touch with the the people who it's with Um. and they're being slow at replying but they're busy so that's fine um jake and i were lucky enough to do a podcast episode um of our uh podcast about drumming called repercussions um with joe the drummer from the amazons which was absolutely incredible he was like so me and Jake, and then we took Joe Banks with us as well for tech help. Uh, we got to go backstage at Rock City into the little like rooms downstairs. We got to sit in a crew room with like a fridge and stuff. Um, Joe brought us all beers, although I didn't drink mine because I was quite ill that day. So he also <laughs> gave us free tickets to the gig and I didn't go because I was uh, really ill. This is Joe the drummer, by the way, not yes, Joe Banks. Not Joe Banks. Um, Joe Banks is one of those people where he is always Joe Banks. Yes. So, um, so it was, that was really, really incredible. He was so nice. He was more than willing to like, he actually asked us questions while we were doing it, which was actually really nice. And he, he cared about what we he thought about like it. He was like a proper conversation. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was so up for it. And it was, um, it was really, really good. Uh, yeah. It, so is that, it a band that you listen to a lot? Yeah. So I, actually, music? Um, I spoke about obviously my indie show with Izzy. Uh, the Amazons were the first gig Izzy and I ever went to together at Rock City That's... in first year. So then got to interview uh, the drummer. Well, actually, m- me and Jake also interviewed the singer slash guitarist um Matt but it's a drumming quickly. podcast so. yeah that was that was at a different time and it was only very quick that one but um but yeah so that one also got to do a big shout out to michael aldag as well because he's he's my boy i've interviewed him twice uh, three times now oh, wow. um and I'm he's a lovely guy so. so annoyed and disappointed that he has been to this uni several times and I know him from TikTok. Like I've, yes. I've, I remember during COVID, I found him and he was always recognisable because he's got a lot of ginger hair. Yes. So really easy to remember him. And then it was like, oh, he's coming. I was like, that name rings a bell. Looked it up and I've always been busy and I've always been like either out the country or like re- genuinely busy that I can't cancel on stuff that I haven't been able to see him or like meet him or anything. And yeah, well, no, he is... Such a shame. No, he's genuinely lovely and he is really funny as well. Yes. So he was... um. So interviewing him is, is actually really easy because he will just make the jokes and I don't have to do a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, I chatted to him once when he came here and that was really last minute. I'm not big on TikTok. So someone dropped out. Um, mm. It was, again, Izzy Felton that had organised the interview. Someone dropped out, um, um, but it was an in-person one and we'd got NSTV ready to record it and everything yeah. and it was all going to be great. He was performing a couple of songs in Mooch. He didn't know there was going to be an audience. So he felt bad that he'd not got a longer set prepared. Um, so he did say he'd come back. So We're waiting for that. We're waiting for that. I'll get in Mooch touch. Live. Mooch Live. Mooch Live. Yeah, that's true. Um, so but so I had to do like a quick Spotify listen through. Like So I, I started, I knew who he was about half an hour before. Okay. Um, yeah, because I also didn't know he did music until he came to the uni. I've, I just enjoy his funny TikToks. So I listened to his stuff. I was like, this guy's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm quite easily pleased by music but his music is actually good yes uh, it's been played on like even radio one quite a lot at the minute so uh listen out for him uh he's got an ep out 
called socializing it's very good uh so so yeah so he came in and, and then i had to do a little bit of a tiktok research and i'm not great on tiktok so um i actually discovered that there was a sound that i'd heard before i didn't realize was him yeah and i can't remember what it was now so it's something about when something about vaping yes oh it's the one where it's like oh, i can't remember but yeah. anyway so i did a quick search on him and then i was i was, I was worried going in but um Izzy went, listen, you can talk to anybody. You, you like the sound of your own voice, so you will happily ask fine. this guy questions. Um, can you can you please do it? Because it looks really bad on us. Um, if, and I was like, yes, that's absolutely fine. Because she didn't want to do it because she was stressed out about the whole day and about how she was hoping enough people turned up at Mooch. Well, he wasn't expecting anyone, so definitely enough people yeah. turned up. There was a decent crowd as well, and he was really good at performing. Um, and the interview was really good. We played a game. And then I got to chat to him again via Zoom, promoting his um, set at BBC Introducing Stage at the day festival in Nottingham called Meadowlands, um, which uh, Izzy Morris and I were lucky enough to go to with VURN, got behind-the-scenes passes and Ooh. stuff. Um, and then after his set at Meadowlands, I w- I, I, he, like, waved, and I was like, can I? And he was like, yeah, come round the back. So I interviewed him backstage. Um, just a quick, like, social media one, and then had a bit more of a longer chat. Um, and he was like... You know, we were chatting about who we'd watched it on the day and stuff and everything. And he was, yeah, he was really, really, like, really up, up for it, it and yeah. really, really nice. And he he did offer me free entry to any gig of his for the rest of his life. So, so you are... <laughs> I will be cashing in on that. However, his the tour that he did just before, I think it was in November, didn't come to Nottingham. So, and it was quite, I was quite busy at that point. I was like, oh, there's no way I'm getting to no, like Liverpool or London or something. So, yeah. That's so. good though. It's always nice when there's someone who's up for it. And I feel like, I guess with the, you know, we are students. We, we don't necessarily get the, the biggest artists. You know, no, we're not wondering how he stars. Yeah. But I do find like all the stories I've heard, it's the people who don't have the biggest following are the best ones. Because yeah, absolutely. They're so up for it. They're not tired of it. Do you know yet. what? I feel like we it. do have to do give a bit of credit because like I say, obviously the Amazons are a very well known band. Yes, like they will, I've heard of them. They before. will definitely headline like indie festivals and stuff and they're they're definitely big enough too. They've got uh I think three I think it's three albums now and they're all really good. Um and they're all like, you know, good albums individually but there's a, like yeah. their sets are good they're energetic on stage musically they're also actually good it's not just like they're riding a vibe wave or whatever even though the, the smaller one that, that is more up and coming acts are the ones that we more regularly get interviews with even an established band like the amazons um didn't turn their nose up when we said no. we're students students or... they they were impressed matt the singer was really impressed when he heard us say that we're the biggest and best student radio in the country it does help it, it does, does help, help it does help. that wall of awards does it, it's mean... a little bit it's a little bit useful but um <laughs> every so often just gotta gotta check yeah in. so like so i feel like it, it really should it just does depend like yeah we probably won't be interviewing harry styles but even the slightly bigger artists that we do get to interview are, are just well up for it. i think they don't care about who you are as long as your questions are good usually mm. and as long as you're quite a friendly person to talk to so um so it, it's been doing that like through student radio has been has been really nice long way to continue even even after i'm gone hopefully hopefully yeah fingers crossed yeah i did prep you for this question okay Especially subject. I can't believe we've just done a we music question, by the way, and I didn't even say that I'm in love with McFly. But I know. Yeah. I you know. asked me about indie music. So. I did. I did kind of start with that because that is sort of what you built your brand on, shall we say. Yeah, but not anymore. We but have to mention the love of McFly, absolutely. which I genuinely appreciate because yes. I went through a big McFly phase and it was, it was deep. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> my love for McFly has is almost secreted into the very blood of the station. I feel mm. like the station now is just very appreciative of McFly. But I also feel like it's brought some people that were maybe too proud to say they were fans of a pop band, a naughty pop band. Um, yeah. I feel like that it's brought some it's brought some out of the woodwork, shall mm. we say. Yeah, definitely. Looking at you, Izzy Felton. <laughs> and I did, I played a... Did I play a McFly song? I was talking about a McFly song on air the other day and it was you who corrected me. And I then did. I kept saying it wrong because I'd been correct. That I was having a mare of a day that morning. It was early. I'm not used to Joe and I calling it the breakfast show now. The breakfast show, 9 till 11 9 till 11. It's student breakfast time. It is a student breakfast time. It, I was listening in bed, to be yes. fair. Um, but I love the Aaron and Joe show. It's brilliant. Yeah, we, we, I've decided we're going to rebrand it as like a wake up on Wednesday show. Very cool. The wake up on the Wednesday. Well, do you know what? W- I will. W- I won't be able to listen anymore. Because my seminar is exactly the same time as your show, no. nine a.m. on a Wednesday till eleven. Oh, oh well, we'll, we'll get a list. We'll get a listener somehow. I'm sure you will. I'll, I I'll don't doubt it. Pay them. 
No, I'm if not. If you paid me, I would skip my seminar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yes, if you were going on Mastermind, what do you, what would be your specialist subject? And McFly obviously could be one of them. But if you're going a bit more niche. You see, I, this is a really interesting one because I really overthink questions like this in that I, there are things that I think I'm pretty good at, mm. but then I run through the other possible questions they could ask me about things. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know that. Yes. So like... But I, I will say, you know, you, you pick this topic, you can have like a week to study it. True. Okay. So something, but you're, you're confident going into it. You don't need to know everything off the bat. I know for me personally, it's definitely um, X Factor from the years like 2009 to 2015. Okay. I was deep into that. Yeah. I don't want to be... That's a kind of boring one. It can be a bit boring. I don't mind. I have a lot of knowledge of things like Friends and Harry Potter and Star Wars, which I feel like are probably really popular categories. Yes. But you could st- if you can do it, you can do it. If I that's can. your interest. And do you know what? I, I remember... I don't know if it would be, but I remember a quiz. Um, I think probably more the Harry Potter movie. It's just... I finished the fourth Harry Potter book, mm. but then I, I, it was just like the films were I started a little bit after and the films were out and it was kind of hard to avoid the films so much and like people were telling me things and I was like I don't want to know I just need to watch the films now I'm glad you've answered my my question was going to be where people have said Harry Potter I make them specify books films (laughs) is there a specific film so Uh, we're saying you're going films over the books I probably don't even know if I go Harry Potter but I remember winning a Harry Potter quiz against people who didn't think I would win And I was like, oh, it was as well. Because I've got two friends. Um, One was actually at this uni as well. Um, Wilf and Natalie White. Um, I don't know why I gave her a full name. Nat um, from back home who both thought they would beat me and beat them both. Um, But I think possibly based on recency bias in that I've just rewatched it for the film coming out on Paramount Plus, the TV show Teen Wolf. Yes. I think that I would be very good at that. Specific season or... No, I think I could, there's only six, see, there's only a hundred episodes, so it's, yeah. it's quite nicely condensed, so I think I could probably have a crack at all of it. Um, season three, if I had to pick a specific season, I think. Who is your favourite character? Because I do like a bit of Teen Wolf. Uh, I know Styles is a really popular one. Like, but, he, but there's a reason he's the, a popular yeah, he's, one. Yeah, he's hilarious, but it's also Dylan O'Brien, I mean, but... Yeah. Um, oh. But you're a Styles over a Scott. No, I don't know if I am. Because as much as Styles is the comic relief and I love him... Scott has like a little bit of this like naivety, just Scott, puppy. He's a bit of a puppy dog. He is a and bit of, while simultaneously talk. being the alpha. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it, he just, yeah, I feel like Styles, everyone says Styles carried the show, but if Scott would have left, you wouldn't have watched it. You still there watched it. There was a good it. mix between the two. I think yeah. good, very good, good duo. Because they're both such endearing characters and yeah. people. And they, they, they provide different elements, I think. Mm. Um, I might say that I'll pick one outside of those two because they're really obvious yes. choices. Um, obviously, everybody loves Derek Hale as well because <laughs> he's just oh, it's Derek. But oh, oh, I didn't think this was going to be the tricky. Question. It's so tricky because I love Melissa McCall, mm-hmm. absolute queen. Um, Malia, not only unbelievably attractive, but um, also a, a. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Oh, I think I am allowed to. I think you're allowed to say badass. Yeah. I think you're allowed to say badass. Um, if not, I'll bleep it. Yeah, we'll bleep it. Um, but it was a positive word. Yeah. But then, like, <laughs> Sheriff Stilinski and Chris Argent as well. I think outside of the top, outside of the main two out of Scott and Stars, I think I'd probably be Malia. Yeah. I love Malia. I think I just think she's funny. And I think, like, she has when she has to, to adjust from being a like a, literally a wild animal for eight years, yeah. I think I just think the adjustment period is really entertaining. So... Yeah, Malia. There we go, Malia. Yeah. For well, people that don't Wolf, like Team Wolf, Wolf your, yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. Uh, if you don't like Team Wolf, you should have skipped forward. Yeah, <laughs> but and, I mean, well, there's not going to be segments on Supernatural and the Vampire Diaries as well, is there? Because I could be here a long time. Oh, why do I feel like we had a very similar upbringing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Even though I'm from Scunthorpe and you're, you've lived a lot of your life in Luxembourg. Yes. So uh, yeah. So the American media was very much what me and all my friends were consuming because it was you couldn't get BBC iPlay, you can't get UK specific things in Europe because of the. I feel like maybe laws. a lot of UK made TV as well for young adults isn't as good as like the maybe the the sort of young adult to full adult mm. stuff is very good, but like the like 
teenage young there's adult a, stuff isn't as good. There's a bit of a gap, I think, in there and the ages they target because it feels like the stuff that is for teens, like when you're sort of 13 to 16, it feels a lot younger. Yeah. It feels like it's actually more for like 10, 12 year olds. Um, so it's a bit harder to get into, whereas American TV does it well. As much yeah. as we hate to say it, sometimes the Americans are right. Yeah, true, true. And Team Wolf, Vampire like, Diaries, Supernatural, all those I was big into. See, that's what I have to... I, 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 well, the, the, those things are a lot of the stuff that I write for my degree, those kind yes. of stories. But I always set them in America because I just can't picture them no, working in... No, it would be in, so wrong in yeah, England, wouldn't like, it? Cause at, at school, can you imagine them at school? Who's going to get thrown up against the lockers? We don't have lockers. No. or Unless you're at a posh school, I suppose. But we had lockers, but oh, it did wasn't you? like that. Oh, well, we did They were just lockers. You just carried everything around with you in a bag. Yeah. But you didn't. we didn't have lockers, and you all wore school uniform, and... Yeah. Yeah, and there, there there wasn't fights every day and And as much as there probably isn't in America either, and I've heard to some degree it's an over exaggeration of it, they have a lot bigger schools. Yeah. So the idea of not knowing someone in your year and you meet them for the first time and then you realise you've been in classes together the whole time is such a foreign idea, yes, especially in English exactly. schools where I think the biggest schools tend to have like a year size about hundred and fifty maybe. Well, I think like the boarding schools probably like the really posh schools probably have a bit more. And probably big city no, schools. No, they go, they go smaller. Oh, do they? Posh schools go smaller. See, mine, in my year, there's 175 people. In my year at school, there's 175. Okay. But I've I've known schools, I'm sure I've known schools, so there's been like a thousand people in a year. They definitely do that in America. Yeah. But they've got a bigger population. True. You know, it's, all, it's all different. It is very different. Over the pond. Have you ever thought about living in America? Because clearly you've consumed so much American media. Does it ever make you go... I want to be over there. Well, yeah, because when I was more into the idea of... Because I don't think I would... Now that radio is the main passion, the, mm. the main love of my life, uh, <laughs> apart from my girlfriend, obviously, <laughs> um, uh, I don't think I would want to... Because I don't think radio... Because we have, like, Radio 1, but because America's so big, they have, like, each state seems... Probably has its own radio, or each yeah. city has loads of different radios, and they're probably all equally as big, whereas here it's, like, Radio 1 or Capital or stuff like that. I mean, there's still a lot, but... You, the, the big ones are the big ones um, and they they get listeners from all, everywhere as if you're in um, like Washington State you're probably not going to be listening to a radio channel in Florida and I also wonder if um, audiences like to hear their accent if that makes sense yeah maybe to an extent I yeah. think like if you were in like rural America they'd be like why aren't you speaking with an American accent they'd be confused yeah um, so but when I was certainly when I was doing the writing thing I've always had a bit of an obsession about um, New York for some reason. Um, I got to go on a school trip and it was in it. It lived up to it. Like everyone, my uh, the teacher that took us, he was like, "It's like you're going. It's like it feels like going home." Which I know is weird to say because we're going on holiday essentially. But you have seen it in so many you things. Recognize you recognise so, well. so many places. You will go to Times Square and you will actually probably have some sense of how to get to other places without looking at a map. And he was right. And I, I went in and I was like, wow, this is, it's so familiar. But at the same time, it was like nothing like I experienced. However, the, te the teacher in question, brilliant, brilliant man, got like my English teacher and obviously now doing like, having done four yeah. years at university in English, obviously had a big influence on me. But um got wouldn't go back with him because he doesn't eat like we you go to new york you think oh there's also going to be some nice restaurants that we can eat and no mackie's every meal so no. we were quick and then back on the move it was like man i just want to sit down and enjoy a proper meal yeah and he'd like would get up before breakfast and then come back to the hotel for breakfast and I, we were all like what the hell is this no. Yeah, so wake up, have your breakfast, think about where you're going to have lunch, figure out the easiest way to get to that place for lunch while seeing sights, sort of thing. Yeah, um, so yeah, so going to New York was was amazing, and, and, I, and there was a few of us, me and my mate, were like, yeah, we're gonna gonna live here definitely. Yeah. Um, don't know why we would have said it in an American accent though. Well, if it's... you're in America at the time, it's yeah, probably something why you, not? Would have you know what? I imagine that you did. Yeah, but I probably did. You're <laughs> probably right. Um, obviously, then a lot of the lot of the film industry though is or TV industry is LA based, um, and I, LA wasn't even somewhere I'd considered. I think because I'd heard a lot of people weren't that impressed about it going on holiday there, but I, I imagine living and going on holiday there is probably very it's different. It's two different things, and I think there's a difference between California and LA. I've got cousins that live there, and they are a little bit further out. They used to live, when I visited them, when I was- Didn't like, live in Beacon Hills, did they? No. I was about four years old when I visited them, so 
you know, take everything I say with a pinch of salt. I don't remember it well, but I remember them being nearby-ish, like the Hollywood sign and stuff like that, because that was what my uncle started off as. Um, he was he worked for Disney for a bit. Oh, cool! Writing scripts and stuff like that, like that's what he wanted to do. Um, doesn't anymore. And then they kind of moved a bit further out eventually. Like from they were very close to LA, and then they weren't. And I think they've they've enjoyed it a little bit more in the suburbs. It seems like it's quite nice. Um, who's to say? Yeah, I don't know. Um, just a really weird fact while we're on the while I've brought up Beacon Hills, which is obviously the town from Teen Wolf, if you didn't, didn't know. know that. Um, if you didn't know that, you can turn off right now. <laughs> not the, it's not the name of the road mm. that I live on or the name of any of the roads on the hill, but the hill itself that I live on in, in where the town where I'm from in Barton is called Beacon Hill. That's quite cool. That is cool. I accidentally found it out. I wasn't even in like one of my Teen Wolf rewatch yeah. phases at that point. I just accidentally found it out and I think that triggered a Teen Wolf rewatch and I messaged my... Because at that point, all my other mates from back home would like turn their nose up when I was like, yeah, I love like Team Wolf and the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Had one other mate who now is like a big lacrosse player for his uni. Won't admit to all of them that it's because of I will say, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but there is an anime about vo- uh, volleyball called Haiku. I think. Oh, have I got that wrong? Maybe. Anyway, um, there's an anime about volleyball and so many people that join volleyball join it because they watch the anime wow okay like that's quite cool and sometimes they won't admit it but but they they do i do want to always ask the lacrosse team i'm like are you just really posh are you american or is it team wolf it's team yeah. It? yeah um no but it's a nice little like personal connection with it i remember there's a book series called the mortal instruments yes yeah yeah so there's the, that's the... what the shadow hunters thing is on netflix yes, isn't it yes. yeah and um the city place i can't remember what it's called that they describe is described as being in a tiny country that's not non-existent in between France, Germany, and Belgium. Exactly where I was going to say that sounds like Luxembourg. It's exactly to me. where Luxembourg yeah. is. So I remember me and my friends all read the books at the same time. So I think one of my friends like got them for Christmas, and then we all just read them, and um, it was like, oh my goodness, they're talking about us. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's flattering. That I'm yeah. like, wow. I'm it in must a be me. yeah. I'm a shadow hunter or whatever you would be called. I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I really should re-watch it, read it again. I I've not. It I've, that's though. not one I've watched. To be fair. Um, fair enough. It's it's interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's enjoyable in the same way that a lot of them are enjoyable, but not necessarily good. You know, like objectively, this is not a good TV show. Okay. There are so many problems with it, like right. plot holes and things like that. But I enjoy watching it yeah. anyway, and I don't care. It's that sort of thing. I have two more mandatory questions okay that i have to ask you one of them we kind of spoke about a little bit earlier but radio is very very non-visual you know we're you can't see who 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 you are so when the people are walking around campus they're like i've heard of the beanock jack um what does jack look like what's your iconic piece of clothing what's my iconic piece of clothing people go that's jack Oh, great question. I I am I am someone as well that is that it desires an iconic piece of clothing. And actually, I think it was, um, I think it was your Dom. Um, by the way, I keep saying your Dom. Dom's Aaron's boyfriend. If that wasn't clear, um, <laughs> if anyone could tell, yeah. Um, I think it was him that actually made me decide what my iconic piece of clothing or confirmed for yeah. me because I'm 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 always after like a signature smell piece of clothing, something like that. So I feel like I wear these shoes quite a lot. So maybe people, but There's people don't really look for shoes. People. Yeah, these like creamy, slightly off-white high-top yeah. Converse. But um, I think probably the leather jacket that's just outside in the, yeah, um, it's like a brown leather jacket. It's uh, it doesn't, it's not got like the bikery side no. to it. It's just like a, yeah, leather. But I feel like that's probably what most people, and there's usually a hoodie underneath it as well. Mm. So I feel like that's probably... You've got, you've got a style at least. Yeah, people would look and be like... Jack. That's Jack, yeah. That's Jack. Fair enough. I'm glad you've thought about it through. Yeah, I, I would like uh, this in a very vain way. Would you agree with that? Or I not? would. I would actually. I was thinking. I don't know what it is. As soon as you said the jacket, I was like, I know the one you're talking about, and I think that's what it is. If it's, I know whatever someone is talking about, yeah. then it must be iconic. Do you have any more then sort of pieces that you're thinking of bringing into your wardrobe to become iconic? Well, do you know what? I really these new jeans that I'm wearing. Oh my god, I feel like I'm on GQ. Uh, <laughs> this is a dream come true. I'm not gonna lie. Um, these actually to be fair i actually feel like the Your my jewelry combination well. are quite mm. um because i mean a lot of people wear rings i mean that's kind of like quite a common pattern i've got one that's just silver 
I don't think it's made of silver. I think it's probably stainless steel. Yeah. Um, but it's got the Tree of Life pattern on it, um, which I wanted because the only first I got in my undergrad was from a Norse mythology, um, which cool. doesn't sound like something you would study on an English degree, seeing as it's most of it isn't written in English. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like my my like my watch your, and my rings and my and my well. necklace combination are yeah. fairly iconic as well um but I, I i so these jeans i got the other day i'm trying to wear a slightly baggier jeans i think um i don't think i can go quite as baggy as some people as the style maybe is again now um you're sort of increasing the bag do you not think that's there's been a whole cycle of baggy trousers there yeah. that i wrote about this in an essay <laughs> for my uh christmas assessments yeah. um because that's what creative writing you can do. I, I I call it the baggy jean the baggy jean hypothesis actually. Yeah. It's quite a good. Yeah, I but like um. That. So yeah, so these are really nice. They're from Joe Browns. They were, they're, they're very new. I got them from York Designer Outlet. Ooh. Um. So I quite like them. They're a nice colour and they're slightly baggier than what I have been wearing recently. Does it make you feel cooler if you wear? Because I got a pair of jeans that are baggier than I usually wear, and I was like, I'm now cooler than everyone else. <laughs> it did. When I was when I put them on, I was like. I look yes, cool. Yeah. I look cool because, like, I, 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 I wouldn't throw out my skinny jeans because I feel like they're just, they're just some, they're, they're reliable. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't know if baggy jeans work with everything. Yeah. Whereas skinny jeans, probably you can get away with most yeah. things. So I wouldn't throw them out. So I need, I need some new ones because I've got rips in all of mine somehow, <laughs> all in the same place as well. And I, I discovered that uh, I had this like really light pair, this really light blue pair of baggy jeans, and I went to London. Um, just after I handed in all my uh, Christmas deadline stuff, um, went to London with Ash and we were sat in ZZ's on in St. Catherine's Dock in London. It's a lovely little spot if you've mm. not been. Um, it's just next to Tower Bridge. And I just sort of rested my hand in between my thighs and I was like, oh, there's a hole. And I was like, oh, how big is it? And I could fit a good a good portion of my yeah, fist yeah, through yeah. the hole. I was like, we need to go back to the hotel. <laughs> like, I need to go and get changed now. Um, so yeah, so these, these new jeans, because I quite like the shade of blue as well. They're a nice shade. They're like an um, inky shade. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. This this hoodie I got quite recently. But to be fair, hoodies and jumpers wise, I, I quite often go for the URN. The URN merch is comfy as hell. It's so nice. It is a good one. Um, so I don't know. I don't know about any other pieces. I'm more of a fragrancy person with that kind of stuff, oh, I think. Okay. So do you have an iconic smell then? So I, I'm very, very conscious. Even when I was younger, I never used to like to get the exact same things as other people. So, you know, I don't know if you're school I don't know if you were in Luxembourg at this point or or not but my school went through a whole super dry coat phase and I was like I see I like them then they look nice but I don't want to have the same as you all so I had an Abercrombie coat because I was cool I will say that's always been my exact mentality yes I want to fit in enough but I need to be unique yes exactly yeah stand out but I also don't want to stand out too much that people would notice I'm standing out yeah sort of just, that they're, they're just like they'd look across and go, that's slightly different. You look nice though, thanks. Yeah. But not not to the point where people, it might divide people on whether yes. they think I look nice or not. Yeah. Um, so, so every, Dior Sauvage is the fragrance that is by far the most popular it's amongst iconic, yeah. men my age. It's nice and I get the appeal because it lasts, it's strong and it lasts quite well because I think it's an eau de parfum. I might be wrong about that. I've probably just guessed, but I'm pretty sure they're the stronger ones. I don't know. I, th- I think they Yeah. Um, so... I never wanted to go for that one. So the ones that um, I wear most regularly are Armani Code. I bought it without smelling it because it was a cheap deal on a flight back from <laughs> Turkey. Yeah. Was pleasantly surprised, thankfully. Um, so that one's become, I stuck with that one. People just tend to get me it for my for Christmas now. So I usually just always have a bottle of it. I went with for a good while with Bleu de Chanel. But, and I am blaming you here, I'm going to name and shame someone now, Jake Ferris Woolley has just started wearing it and I don't want to... I don't want to... You can't be the same. I don't want to be the same. So I, I've, he can have it. It smells... It's a very <laughs> nice fragrance. Although it, people used to say that's quite an old, older person's fragrance because I started mm. wearing it when I was at college and my friend Carolina went, oh, that's what my dad wears. And then I have to think I discovered also one of my uncles wears it. I'm like, oh, do I? Am I too young for this? I don't know. Um, so that's I went because everyone else your age was wearing what is it Lynx or Axe or whatever it's called. Oh, don't, I don't know. I, I think Axe is an American thing. Is Axe the? I know yeah. one's the American. Lynx one, is ours. Yeah. I, yeah. See, I never, I never got body spray because mm. you can't. It doesn't work the same as deodorant. So people that use body spray in place of deodorant, that's not how things work. And I feel like they must be ruining their skin. Yeah, not a good idea. Um, I'm like, so I, so I never knew where you would spray it because you can't spray it on your neck. That's too close to your mouth. You'll. <laughs> 
but um i quite like the you kind of spread walk through it yeah like a like in miranda with the febreze yeah. yes yes um, um i think they in, i think it's in queer eye they call it like you like spray and walk away yeah Something oh like very that. nice yeah. yeah um and then i think on the advert for some links ones i don't know if it was maybe like a football based advert or like ronaldo was in it or something but i think they did it in the shape of a number seven uh, so it's like from the left sense. side shoulder, of their shoulder shoulder then, then down but I, so I'm more of an aftershave fan and always have been. The one I've got most recently, I hope you don't release this podcast for a while because I don't want anyone else to buy it while I'm still here. So I, I can delay it for a few weeks. But they might. Oh, I don't even know if I can say the model phrase because... You can say and I'll bleep it. Okay. Just so the, the just... brand is Prada. Okay. And people might be able to find it if they do a bit of research now, which makes me feel posh, by the way, because it wasn't that expensive because I did buy it from an outlet and I used a voucher because it's just been my birthday. So I bought it from an outlet and it's Prada and you can bleep this. Oh no, I'll say the model name is... That's so good. I've I got it in it. my bag. I'll show you after. Oh, I love it. But, um, I, love it. I am believing that because it'll make it so much funnier. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So when. So I think me, me, and my cousin, my girlfriend, and my mum, because my cousin's also part of URN now because it's a dynasty now. Um, my mum came up to visit just before Christmas, and we all went shopping. And I went. I was like, I'm running out of aftershave. I don't know if people are going to get me it for Christmas or not because. You, you never know quite what, know. No. You I'd, hope. But I'd you ask know. for it as well. I always say when people are. When people are like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I'm fine with a T-shirt or something or any kind of fragrance stuff mm. I'm fine with. Because if people want to get me a different one as well, I'll still wear it, even if it's not still one of those. Still try it out at yeah. least, yeah. Um, so we went shopping because I was like, I actually don't, even though I've said it, I don't actually think anyone's, no one's sort of hinted at anything that they might be getting It's the me. worst though when you ask for something and then you think you're getting it and yeah. then you don't. Shout out to my sisters for Christmas. I sent them a really specific top I wanted and they both texted me individually asking about sizes, colours, that kind of stuff. I was like, great, I'm getting the top I really want for Christmas. Christmas morning comes. They've both bought me separate gifts. This was supposed to be a gift they were buying together. Not... Not a top in sight. No. Not a top in sight. And fuming. I'm not over it. I am fuming. Fuming. They both made it sound like I was getting it. Yeah. And I got all excited and I was like, okay, I'm not going to buy it for myself. And now I can't find the top anywhere. Oh my God. No. That's quite heartbreaking. It is. And I expected it to be around because it's the most basic urban outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny though. It's well, maybe check charity shops now because it's probably been bought from urban outfitters, mm. changed season. And now it's in the charity now shops when is. people I, are. I, I might have to go have a look. Yeah, maybe. But that, that, that will take longer because they're less organised. So Ugh. I know. It hurts. It that hurts. is painful. But, but yeah. no, yeah. So I, I didn't think anyone. So I was like, I was walking around. I was like, mum, tell me straight. Are you aware of anyone getting me any aftershave? She went, actually, no. And I was like, well, I asked for this. So we're going and smelling so some aftershaves. And I feel like, because when I smelt it again, me and my mum were like, I feel like we maybe smelt one called <laughs> And I said, I really want to like this, but I, it's just, I don't get on with it. But then... We went to we went to and bought it. Uh, well, obviously went and bought it because it's in my bag, but um, I didn't steal it. Um, we went to the uh, York Designer Outlet and we went into the the perfume shop. I think it is actually called. I think it is a branch of the perfume shop. Yeah. Um, and I was. She was like, first of all, the lady in there was really good. She was like, first of all, what's your budget? Told I told her, told my budget, and she was. She was showing me ones right up to my budget, even though I could see some dotted around as on you, sale. I mean, and I'm as like, they want their commission. But I was like, fair enough, whatever. Um. And she was giving me these ones. We sort of whittled it down to two. And then she said, spray these on your hand, go away, walk around and come back once they've settled and stuff. Because that is actually what you need to do. Yeah, as much is. as you smell it on a stick, it mixes differently with, with your With your skin. Scent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's very trustworthy of her as well to go, go away and come back. Because a lot of time people won't bother. Well, I mean, she didn't give me the bowl. No, true. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. in the sense of like, she's working on commission. Yeah, like, absolutely. She's going to get yeah. something from this. So, so, well, we went back and she'd changed shift. Yeah. And she, my mum was like, will you please tell your colleague that we did come back? I don't want her to think we didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but she's not here now. Because um, we went at like a weird time of day, probably when normal shift just changed. Yeah, yeah, like, so... Um, so I went back in and bought it, but we were like, I wonder why we didn't like it the first time we smelt it. So maybe it wasn't the same thing, but, mm. um, or maybe it had gone off or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Maybe. But now it's in my bag and I loved it. Um, it was yeah. meant to be. The, I also tried to pack a Raban, um, mm. million elixir, not the original million preferred the elixir one. It's like, it's a bit fruitier. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect for, uh, tomorrow with our LGBTQ plus history month special. Yes. Not that I'm on that or am, but, um, yeah, but that I'm was so. I'm anyone... going to release this before tomorrow. Well, yeah, true, very true. Um, but I've just said the date, sort of, so people will know when it is. True. Um, 
so yeah so if anyone wants to buy me any aftershave there you go you can you can buy me that one that was on that was also nice that was the other strong contender but prada and i will bleep it another bleep yeah um, every every time you mention it i'm gonna bleep it i'm not showing anyone the bottle well i'll show you when we go outside but i'll I'll, I'll, like yeah if anyone else is out there i'll make sure they can't Um, but yeah no it smells really nice and i'm hoping that no one else that i know buys it so it can be my signature fragrance hopefully yeah fingers are crossed for you and as i say we're not not gonna spoil it yeah so people can come up to you and be like jack you smell really nice what is it you go hmm it's just me. It's the best. Ca- yes, it's exactly. Just it's just me. my natural scent. Yeah, it's how I smell every day. What do you mean? Um, final question. Okay. This is the last question I like to leave it on with guests because it's a little bit looking to the future. What are you looking forward to? And this is a question that is designed to be taken however you like it. If you've got a really nice dinner tonight, it can be your dinner. If it's going home and having a nap, it can be go home and having a nap. If it's I've got a concert coming up, if it's I want to graduate again for you. Again. <laughs> well, um, graduation, graduating again would be good because masters is a lot of money if you don't pass it. Yeah. Um, I'm now looking forward to I just wanted to check this. I've been really looking forward to get back in back playing for the radio football team, our hangovers team. And I've just been found out that I am in the squad for tomorrow. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm on a I. It also can be used as an opportunity to plug anything you're doing. I'm always looking forward to the Pre-Ocean show, 7 to 9pm on a Friday. (laughs) I'm also looking to any more um, releases of URN's podcast, Repercussions, with Mm. me and Jake. Um, I'm on a Stranger... I I did Stranger Things weird. I started watching season four. I'd always meant to get around to watching Stranger Things. And I was like... At the, at the time, I was like, well, I don't want to just go and sit in my our bedroom and watch TV. I would like to, you know, be with you or at least be downstairs and I want to just sit in the bedroom all day. It was the time uh, after uni had finished before I had my job, so I wasn't doing a lot. Yeah. I was looking for jobs, but, like, you know, if no one's giving you an interview, you can't just walk out and demand one. <laughs> um, so I was applying for jobs, but obviously, like, I wasn't doing too much. Um, get, going to a lot of parties, if you remember that time of year last year, there was just a lot of parties people were having. I think I was home by then. Oh, fair enough. Um, well, I wasn't. I was being a social butterfly. But I also watched season four of Stranger Things, knew a bit of context, so was able to keep up fair enough. But I've, ne- I've not done the first three. Yeah, yeah. So I'm now on a Stranger... I'm watching Stranger Things. So is that like, tonight you can go home and watch an episode? Yeah. So I know, and it's not been not been like that for a while. I've just started watching the Wolf Pack on Paramount Plus as well. But that's, that's an episode a week. It's been a long time since I've done do episode that. a week kind of streaming so which is nice because i remember watching like arrow and flash when i was a bit younger not that there's a problem with watching them if you're older it's just but yeah no i went through the same thing i kind of did the team wilson all that i was like okay i need more i need arrow and flash for the two yeah but it was great because when it was coming out every week but especially when there was like arrow flash and then the legends crossover and, le- episodes yeah, and stuff yeah but it was like okay monday i can watch this tuesday i can watch this. And, it, and it kind of got me through it i do it with um liverpool games as well i'm like i base my time around how many days have i got to the next Liverpool? i can watch the next liverpool game and i'm like okay not that that's particularly enjoyable viewing at the minute um oh, it's bleak but hey ho um yeah. so i think tonight i think the thing i'm looking forward to most is is probably playing football tomorrow now that's, that's be for fun. hangovers so yeah fingers there you go. crossed for a win hopefully so I've heard the football team has struggled a little bit so far, but we've got IMS netball as well tomorrow. I had Toby on earlier, so we were chatting all, all about the IMS. Oh, lovely. And um, yeah, fingers crossed for the netball as well. But we've all got our new shirts now. So. We do. They're lovely as well. Thank you so much to um, Andy Ho and Ocean for sponsoring us as well. They look great. They do. I, I love mine. I put it on and I was like, this I know. I'm going to I'm gonna come to uni wearing it tomorrow, I think. Because I've got a seminar at nine tomorrow. Oh, during your show. So. Mm. I was going to say, what am I doing at nine? I, I'm on air yeah. for the LGBTQIA plus special day. And I am, because it's taken over my slot, I'm still doing my slot. Nice. Nine Very nice. Yeah. And then I've got the hangovers game in the evening and I'm meeting my dissertation supervisor. So he can tell me all the stuff Wonderful. I did wrong on We've my We've got hangovers proposal. pub crawl tomorrow night as well. We do. Yes. That'll Which be fun. I am going to. Excellent. I I don't, why did you point at me? Though <laughs> yeah. no, that was more me telling myself I'm going. I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. I have um training at seven AM on Thursdays. Ooh. So I struggle to go on nights for out what? on Wednesdays. For volleyball. For, oh yeah, for volleyball, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh no, it's our IMS netball training. IMS netball training. I was thinking, oh my god, we need to catch up. I think we've had <laughs> two training sessions and I didn't go to one because it was immediately after our committee meeting the other day and I had other things to do. So we've had one total and it was raining heavily, so I didn't go. Ah. But I don't think anyone went, so Okay. 
Anyway, thank you for being on, Jack. It's been an absolute been a pleasure. Chat. I feel like I've I love talking that much about, about myself. You. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, point. we all do. Who's gonna do one about you? Oh, no one. Well, no, that can't be, Erin. Maybe the last ever episode has to be your questions pitched to you. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'll be like, no, guys, you're doing the questions wrong. That's yeah, not how no. I would do. Yeah, no. Okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll maybe a whole different myself. set of questions. Yeah. Oh my god, we could with a bit clever bit of editing, we could do that. <laughs> to be fair, I did the the questions were born out of what would I want to answer? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm glad there's somebody to else that likes to think they have an iconic piece of clothing. Then, well, that was also born out of that was from actually inspired by Gabby, Gabby and her pink flares. Because there was one day where I saw Gabby the other side of campus, kind of thing. Like I was like up there, she was over there, and I texted her. I was like, Gabby, I can see you. You just got off the bus or something like that. And um, later on that day, when I actually saw her properly. She said two people that day, me and someone else had come up to her and said that. And she gets it so frequently that people just spot the pink flares and they go, that is Gabby. I Brown. don't know if I've ever seen Gabby and her pink flares. Oh, you're missing out. They are velvet pink flares. And the best part is they are made from dead stock. So they're very sustainable. So dead stock fabric is the fabric that doesn't get used for when they're making clothes and stuff. So then it either would get thrown away, but some people buy them and make clothes out of them. Oh, that's cool. So it's an environment. more sustainable than my leather jacket, isn't it? <laughs> you know um but it's funny because yeah that was also one of the first things gabby and i ever spoke about on on our show so it's it's very full circle so oh that's so cool oh well shout out to gabby and her trousers yeah her trousers get a lot of mentions because people like hmm i don't know what my thing is i'm like well this is gabby's example yeah but yeah anyway thank you very much it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for having me Thank you so, so much to Head of Station Jack Napton for taking the time to come and talk to me. As we kind of mentioned throughout the episode, have a look out for his podcast, Repercussions, which hopefully will be making a return very, very soon. If you want to follow Instagram accounts to find out more about what Jack might be up to, follow URN1350 and keep a lookout. And you can hear him every single week from 7 to 9 p.m. on the Pre-Ocean Show, which he does with Holly Madden, which is on University Radio Nottingham, which you can find on the website urn1350.net. And if you've enjoyed listening to my voice, make sure you check out our Instagram, Off Air on URN, to stay up to date with all the episodes coming out soon.